Guys, help me. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Guys! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Someone, to Revelations of an Entrepreneur. Me. As you can hear, it's crazy. I've got my wife. <laughs> I've got my wife on the podcast this one. This is going to be a crazy one, right? We're going to be talking about an odd incident that happened just the other week. So I've managed to get Lauren on the podcast. This is one that you definitely don't want to miss: Revelations of an Entrepreneur. So, <laughs> yeah, the crazy incident that happened we had a break-in so should we just sort of tell the story from from sort of top to bottom because i know there was i put a little bit of a story out on instagram and on, on twitter and loads of people had so many questions trust me i had questions I still have all questions. right so, <laughs> still so many unanswered questions right now so we thought let's just sort of just talk about it a little bit on the podcast and answer everybody's questions all in one go but there is also lots of key lessons that we learned like for example a lot of people asking hey how did you stay so composed and um, i'll talk about that and what we actually did in the moment and what's happened afterwards as well. So just to update you guys. Uh, so Lauren, you, you probably have a better recollection of than I do. What, when was this now? Probably about a week so, ago. Yeah, Tuesday. About week. a week ago. We basically just got back from a, a business trip as well. We were up in Scotland for the day. I had a very successful trip. Came back down to London. Absolutely tired. Came back home about midnight. And we thought, do you know what? Let's just go straight to bed. Uh, well, Lauren went to bed. I stayed up to about 2 a.m. just doing emails and stuff like that. And then uh, it was about 4, 4.40, 4. 4.20 in the morning. Yeah. It's so about 4, 4.15. Yeah. So we heard a big knocking on the door. Well, it wasn't even Not a knock. knocking. <laughs> it wasn't really a knock. We heard a crashing at the door, a smashing at the door. Yeah. And then the door breaking open. Yeah, and I, I've, obviously I'm I'm asleep. This is like, you know, middle of God knows whatever hours in my dreams. And Lauren's waking me up saying, wake up, wake up. There's a break in. I'm thinking this girl's just had a nightmare. What's she doing? <laughs> Nobody breaks into our house. We live in a very nice area in Enfield. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we don't live in a hood, you know. We're, <laughs> we're all right. We've got good neighbours. Never had such <laughs> such trouble on our on our road. So she's like, now wake up, wake up. There's someone trying to get in the house. This is before he got in. Yeah, and then... I'm trying to wake Junior up. And, and then, Junior's like, it's my mum. Yeah, because sometimes my mum stays mom. at our house. So I might hear footsteps in the middle of the night. I think my mum should probably just go to the toilet or something. And then that's when I realised, hang on, my mum hasn't been in the house for months. <laughs> so who is this person? And then you hear smash. The Crash, whole, the whole front door just busts open and, and there's a lot of commotion downstairs. It sounded like there was like two or three people. Yeah. It sounded like there were a few people down there. Yeah. Um, so at this point, it's kind of like, whoa, hang on. There is literally somebody in the house. I was still running through all the realistic possibilities. Like maybe there's an animal that's just broken in, like a little it. cat or something. I don't know. <laughs> I we, knew someone was trying to get in from the jump. Well, Lauren Lauren had a spider sense. got real when I heard bang. Yeah. So, so then what do we do? We just... So I rolled over and got the hammer. Yeah. So... Lauren always sleeps with a hammer by her bedside and I always make jokes about her about it. I'm going to stop making jokes from this day forward. <laughs> this will be the last joke I make about it. Like, I always say, oh, come on, what's the point? Why are you carrying a hammer? Like, someone's going to really break into our house. And yeah, someone did break into the house. So Lauren grabs... Come on. <laughs> yeah, Lauren grabbed her hammer. And this is how prepared because... Well, we'll get back to that anyway. <laughs> so Lauren grabbed her hammer and instantly when she grabbed the hammer, I knew what time it was. 
and we both stayed completely silent because obviously we couldn't communicate with each other. So yeah, we so thought, the person's in by this point. Yeah, they're in the house. So we're thinking, I think we both just looked at each other with that sort of sixth sense to say, right, maybe they're just going to come in. We don't mm-hmm. know how many of them are. I don't know why they're here. Maybe they're just going to come in and then leave mm. and take what they want. You know, See material if, things. if people are sleeping. If they are, then go back downstairs and take everything. So we thought, you know, let's just let's just not get into any commotion because we don't know what the situation is like out there. We're in our mm-hmm. room. We're safe to be technically. So at this time as well, I'm telling Lauren to call the police, but you can't really chat to the police at the same time. Stay silent. So, <laughs> so we haven't actually. The police, to be honest, the police were the last people that I was thinking about in that moment, because I thought I could call the police, but the police aren't going to be able to get here in yeah. time anyway. My main focus right now is for my safety and your safety, and as long as you know we could try to fend them off or not die within that, the next that, few so minutes, second, then I can call the police. So that was the second plan. So first plan A was, okay, maybe they're just going to come in. Don't know how many of them are. You know, they'll, they'll take what they need and they, they just leave. Right? Fine, fair enough. We'll sort that out afterwards. But failing that, if they do come into contact with us, then yeah. it's, oh, we're going, yeah, that's it. Basically, go. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to turn Hulk and we're just going to have to go at it. And oh. whoever survives, survives. That was the plan B. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> We start getting closer to plan B as this crazy guy starts to creep up the stairs. Oh my goodness. So here and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's, he's creeping up the stairs. You can hear it step by step. You can literally It was like a horror movie. Up the staircase, round the corner, towards our bedroom. And I'm like, nah. I can hear, I can, I can hear in Lauren's voice, he's completely shaking. Because no, he's getting so closer scared. and closer. Funny enough, I wasn't, I don't know, call it the Holy Spirit or something, but I wasn't actually scared. I was more getting angry as he was getting closer and closer. Maybe that's my way of preparing myself for what was inevitable. I knew he was going to open the door. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I would say? I was scared, but I had to get over the fear really quickly. Very quickly. So yeah. there was a point where... You don't have time to be <laughs> so scared in that situation. I've got the hammer and I'm on the floor by the bed because obviously I rolled off the bed to get the hammer. And at that point, when I heard him coming up the stairs, literally one tear rolled out of my right eye. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Did you hear that song in your head? It's been a long road. I'm surprised I didn't. Oh my gosh. So my my tear rolled out of my eye. And that's when I thought, do you know what? It's very scary times. We're here now. We're here now. There's no point crying. There's no point being scared. You just got to... Wakanda! Literally. Just we'll go to war. Literally. That's that's the plan. And the plan also to be crazy. Yeah. So guys, if you ever get a break-in, just be more crazy than the, yeah. the burglar. If you're more crazy, they're not going to expect someone to be more crazy. They're going to expect you to cry and hide. And No, don't do that. Don't play the victim. No, don't be the victim. Be Obviously, be cautious. <laughs> don't, just, <laughs> don't just go looking for a fight. But, but if they come in your house at 4 a.m. It's your house. It's defend your house it. at 4 a.m. Exactly. So that was that was it. And I was, in my mind, I was mentally preparing for like three, four guys I to I was literally, I just thought, to thought come. I'd see balaclavas, everything. Yeah, <laughs> you know, clearly watching too many horror movies. Knives, guns. So I was, I had my like sort of, um, what's that film? John Wick oh, kind of sense. Uh, I'm going to hit this one here. I'm going to dock. I'm going to run charge for the other oh one. While I've got him in a headlock, I'm going to kick the other one. So I was, yeah, I was getting all my moves ready. And then we heard the guys creeping closer and closer. He's basically opening each opening door to the see if well. there's. I could just tell he's seeing oh, if there's anybody goodness. here because he's not going in to take anything. He's just opening the doors, all the empty rooms. He's opening the guest room, opening the bathroom, checking you know, his surroundings. And then he gets closer and closer to our bedroom, which is the last in the corridor. And as he approaches our bedroom, the door starts to open and creep open. 
yeah. So now he's <laughs> in our room, in the dark, and it's like he just peeks his head round. Peeks his head round. I think <laughs> that was when that was that was kickoff. Yeah. So literally, yeah, I jumped out of bed, <laughs> <gasps> charged at him. <laughs> Chaos. Lights flicking on. Things got flown everywhere. We jump it. Oh, Hammers just, are getting smashed about. Duvets are just going around. Lauren's going around swinging. <laughs> just swinging her hammers. Like, I, was, whoosh, I swung whoosh, whoosh. into our wardrobe. Literally broke the wardrobe. Basically ambushed a guy. And I went completely berserk. I was just like, ah, oh, what are you doing here? What's wrong with you? Who are you? What are you doing, Matt? With obviously a bit more uh, expertise. Yeah, yeah. It was like, beep, beep. What the beep are you doing here? Beep, beep. And then I noticed the guy didn't have any trousers on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I wrestled this guy. Like, Get on the ground now. What are you doing, Matt? What the fuck are you doing, Matt? Why ain't you got no trousers on? Where's your trousers? What the fuck <laughs> is happening? What the beep? And I'm standing there like, wait, what? The trousers? Honestly, I thought I was being pranked or something. What? I was just like, get in that corner, stay there, if you move. I'll take the hammer off Lauren and I'm like, if you move, I'm gonna smash your head in, stay right there, get down. He looked like he had like skin color, skin color tights. It's true, it's true. Like, which burglar comes in with black gloves, hoodies, and socks, and then jeggings. Pink jeggings. I'm like, he's, he's not wearing tights. He's he's, he's butt naked, and yes. that's when I was. I just had so many questions. I was just like, listen, you're staying right here. Police are coming to catch you, and if you move, I'm just gonna smash you. And and I think I was so happy he immediately surrendered. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't. He didn't fight at that level of anger. God knows what could have happened. Yeah, thank God he completely surrendered. Uh, which sort of diffused the whole situation. I was still obviously very angry and I was still, I was almost expecting him to eventually just sort of fight back. I thought he tried to run. He didn't, he didn't try well, to he run. Moved, he moved a foot. Yeah, he moved <laughs> a foot. Smashed him with I was about so. to smash that foot. I'm, I'm like, come <laughs> so on, let me see you moving on. Let me see you twitch your toe. <laughs> I dare you to twitch your toe. Come on, I dare you. And so, so obviously we sort of realised that maybe he's, he's on drugs, maybe he's crazy. Mm. At this point, I didn't really care. It was a complete violation. Yeah. And Lauren starts calling the police. Oh, yeah. That's when I called the police. Yeah. So, yeah. And the police call, I think even they were shots. Yeah. Lauren, all I could hear in the background was like, Lauren was like, yeah, so basically there's a guy, he's in our house. My husband's got him on the ground. Um, He's got a hammer because I always sleep with a hammer by my bedside. Oh, um, my gosh. And, uh, look, look, I just... <laughs> I'm like, I darling, you to, don't need to explain the hammer part. I explain just... why we've got a hammer to this guy. <laughs> Just in case. And then she continues to say, oh yeah, oh by the way, I forgot to mention, um, he's here, but he hasn't got any trousers on. <laughs> so they're like, do, do you know why? Have you, have you got any feeling why? <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I don't know why I he hasn't got trousers. Why. I don't know why he's here. I don't know why he's naked. Oh. And that's, that's when I went to get the trophies as well, because at that point, we've got that guy on the floor. We don't know if there's anyone else in the house. So for anyone that was wondering why I had trophies in my hand in the video, the trophies have a very heavy base. So, Stop lying, you just wanted to give him an award for the no. craziest, the craziest so burglar. If anyone else, Junior obviously had my hammer. I needed something to be able to smash someone on the head. So that's that step to you, get tooled up. <laughs> <laughs> Have as many heavy metal items as, as possible. Reach, yeah. So yeah, at this point, he didn't say a word either. I can clearly understand that he was understanding me. He tried to give me some evil smirk. And I went berserk again. I was like, I dare you to smile again. Go on, I'll smash your teeth if you smile again. Instantly he stopped. 
So he was clearly understanding. Yeah. Um, he could fully comprehend. Yeah. Whatever what drugs was, was in him, when he saw... The drugs stopped. Yeah. At that point. When, when he, he saw he how serious it was, the, the, the drug, he, came, <laughs> the he became sober. Turned off. <laughs> <laughs> and then the police came and, and you know, eventually police just dealt with him, mm-hmm. took him away. <laughs> they, they were coming down the stairs and they're like, um, excuse me, miss, sorry, but um, he's coming out now, so you might want to look away. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, did, did you hear what they said to me when they first came in? When they first came upstairs. So they first came upstairs, uh, yeah. three big police guys come, they see a naked guy sitting on the floor and they see this big guy in tracksuit with a hammer standing over him. So they... <laughs> I think they were a bit confused with like, who the burglar actually uh, was. Excuse me, who's who? So they came and they approached me with caution. Oh really? Because obviously this guy looks comfortable. They to you? They're like, "Is this your house?" <laughs> well, you would because at four o'clock in the morning you might be naked in your bed doing your own thing. So I'm like, "Yeah, this is my house. He's <laughs> the burglar." No, what type of questions are you asking me? So then I I put the hammer down and I let them deal with the whole situation and we had to give a whole statement and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so some of the questions we had people like. Why weren't your doors locked? They were locked. The That's the problem. Locked. That's what we didn't understand. We've got a very heavy door. It's a very, very solid door. I could not knock the down that door. The police came and were shocked that yeah. that door managed to get broken in. So that's why they believe he must have been on some like crazy spice because to have that type of superhuman <laughs> strength to to just bust down a door. We had a, literally the door got split in half with his bare feet. Yeah. Other questions. Where was his trousers? We don't know. The no. mystery is still out there. We'll never know. It's not in our garden. It's not anywhere in our house. The police went to search the streets, searched the streets, and there was no trousers around. He had the smallest Willie I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, that's the, another <laughs> thing. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> I had to cut out his Willie on, well, not cut out his Willie, but <laughs> now everyone's, a lot of people were saying on, on social media, oh, I would have smashed him in his balls. I don't think I could have found it. <laughs> Where were they? It was. Uh, he didn't come with him. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, them that was another question. It's like, why is it so small? <laughs> That, I mean, that's a question I had well after it happened, to be fair. That was another confusing question. It didn't cross my mind at the time. Yeah, it was, it was a very mad situation. <laughs> but lessons from all of this. Number one, security is priceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, since then, we can laugh and joke about it in that right now, but in, in, in actual fact, it is a probably a very, very serious situation. I thank God almighty that it played out how it played out. Mm-hmm. It could have been so much um, worse. Because it could have been so we much worse. We would be here talking about it if it exactly. was Exactly. I mean, if, for example, if there were children in the house, yeah. I probably wouldn't have even negotiated for him to sit on the ground. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know why he's here, what he's done, whatever it is. And if my wife was home alone. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I probably would have advocated for her to, you know, club him around the head. I would have clubbed him around the head. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the, some of the videos that I showed, like, we didn't see the whole things. Obviously, I don't want to get ourselves into any trouble. I've <laughs> 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 got, got, got to line up with what we said in the statement. But I think we were as calm as possible. Yeah. Yeah, there was... There was, there was a crazy level of composure. Yeah. I think if you'd seen so, other scenes, you probably wouldn't have said we were so calm. The point that I'm assuming you're going to get to about having a plan this has played out in our heads before well it's played out in your head well it's played out in my head before lauren has this weird thing right she plans out the most random scenarios and she explains to me right what we should do as a plan of action yeah so i always had if somebody breaks into our house and we're on this side of the house here's what we need to do here's where we need to go if we're on the other side of the house here's what we need to do here's where we need to go which window to jump out of which window and where to hide just the plan of escape and survival, it's got to be done. 
And to be honest, it kicked in straight it away. It did, didn't it, though? Because it, as soon as I heard the door smash open, I knew where the hammer was. I knew what my next step was. I knew my level of crazy I needed to hit. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Obviously, you, you can't, you don't know what will happen, but at least you know what you're doing, which is why I, f- I feel like there was a lot of composure there. Mm. No, and it helps. And, and that's an important life lesson in general. Obviously, hope for the best, but if you plan for the worst, it works quite well because if the worst was to happen, at least you are not reacting. You're not just reacting to your situation. You're following a planned script. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you don't want to be reactive. You want to be proactive and you can only be proactive if you have a plan. And that's the key thing to staying composed because I knew how things were going to play out. I almost estimated how long the police would get here. So whether I should detain him, if he was to fight back, what I should do. Even if, if he did fight back, I didn't, want, I didn't want to kill him. So I knew which areas to possibly hit mm-hmm. him in. Yeah. It's so strange mm-hmm. how I actually had a plan only be, just by listening to about your horror stories for all these years in terms of what, <laughs> what to do in these types of situations. Well, she comes up with this stuff randomly. We'll be driving. She said, imagine if we got burgled, right? This is what you should do. And this would be the best thing to do. And this will be the part to hit him in and blah, 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 blah. And if there's two of them. So it's, it's just so crazy how the subconscious brought all of this out in a moment it's a good thing i had a plan but maybe i should stop speaking this crap into existence yeah maybe you should do you know <laughs> maybe that would be a good this idea mess. as well but the, the whole idea is you know hope for the best but always always be prepared for the worst mm-hmm. and i this is actually something that i do very often in business in business i do do this very often so for example i i look at scenarios as you know if the business was to go bust or something was to happen or if if one of my employees was to try to steal my clients, mm-hmm. how would I react? Mm-hmm. And because I'm not reacting in the moment because I've already planned it, when those things actually do happen, and they have happened quite a few times, everyone's like, wow, you're so calm in that situation. Yeah. I wasn't surprised by the situation. I'd had a strategy. Yeah. I had a contingency. So I knew how everything was going to play out. I knew the signs to look for. I knew what to say. I had everything literally scripted in those moments because and that's what helps me to be more proactive as opposed to reactive because when you are reactive you might react based on what you think other people should do or you might react based on your emotions and you can't make long-term decisions on fleeting emotions you don't know how your emotions are going to be in these type of situations because it's a very emotional thing it's good to have a plan of action for when things go wrong if a relationship was to go wrong what are you going to do you know, you can't just say, oh, you know, whatever happens, happens. And then you start ending up in a depression or despair because that that's probably what likely to happen. If a relationship was to go wrong, you need to know that, okay, I've got a support network of people around me. This is who I need to talk to. This is what I need to do. This is how I need to organize my finances. If you were to lose your job, what are you going to happen? You can't just start screaming and shouting at your employer. Mm. Uh, okay, so I've got my CV ready. I've got all of these things prepared. I've got enough savings to last me during this period while I still have to search for. So you have contingency plans for the worst case scenario. Same things for, I don't know, if, you're, if your child was to be sick, what would you do? Do you have a job that gives you that flexibility? Do you have a partner? Do you have a support network of family members who can come in and cover for you during the craziest times? And this is how we protect our mental health by actually being prepared. I remember when I did a mental health first aid course mm. and they talked about how basically we're all messed up because of all the traumas that we go through in life. You're bound to go through so much trauma in life, but when you have good coping mechanisms that's what protects you and that's what helps you become more resilient the people who really get messed up through the trauma are the ones who don't have a good coping mechanism and they turn to other vices and other things Mm. or they just react in a certain way because they've seen this how everyone else react or this is how my mother react or this is how people on tv would normally react or this is how i should be feeling so i just succumb to that 
And it's like, no, is this the best way to feel? Is this the best way to react? Is this the optimum choice that you could be making in those decisions, in those in those moments? So having that clear plan in your mind for even the worst case scenario does wonders when the worst actually happens. You are prepared for it. You're, you're overly prepared. So guys, that's our little story. And that's, that's the biggest lesson that we got out of it. And that's why we were so calm, so cool, so composed. Um, Still scared. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Me it's, anyway. It's a, it's a very frightening situation, but, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where it's fight or flight. And, you know, thank God it, it's, it turned out how it did and everything actually worked to plan. Yeah. <laughs> everything worked to plan. The police were happy because they said that they never, ever catch burglars. And this is like the first burglar they've ever caught. So I think I deserve a Pride of Britain award. And I think, <laughs> well, can you give me one of those trophies that you was going to oh cover my long head with? And can you give me that award? <laughs> And do you know, I just to thank you because you came up with the plan. I never, <laughs> 30 years of life, ever thought I would have to make a contingency for that scenario. So if you've got any other scenarios for like, <laughs> oh I don't gosh. know, Godzilla coming out of the River Thames or something, what should we do? Yeah, uh, then then let me know so we can um. we can be prepared <laughs> and proactive. <laughs> guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I hope you guys are well. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys have learned some some good lessons from this and have a good good laugh about it. You know, life's too short to to be bogged down or to um, respond to trauma in in a, such a negative way. Move forward with your life, progress, love, and have as much peace as possible. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Take care. Bye.